Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And with the temperatures getting into the upper 80s again, six great flavors of slushies, Marco. Yes, six great flavors of slushies. I'm ready. Yeah, you should be. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. A great weekend to go out and buy a car. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, Matt. Your team's not in first place. All the other teams you like aren't good. Tough time for you. <laughs> well, the Flyers I'm still excited for tonight. This is my plan. I'm going to watch the Sixers stink for the first half hour, and then I'm not going to care about them pretty much anymore, and then I'm just going to focus on the Flyers, and hopefully they get it done tonight. But if they don't, then I'm going to be a little antsy because I don't think they want to see a game seven with the way this Canadian team's been playing. So bitter. <laughs> exactly, is exactly the open I expected. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I declared the Sixers already done yesterday, so there's that. Because Brett Brown has done a terrible job coaching this team since they've been in the bubble, and uh, the talent's just not there. So there you have it. Wow, you're just bitter. <laughs> oh, my goodness, every person I work with in this show turns bitter. Now I realize that the first guy that co-hosted. Entered the show bitter, right? So he wasn't converted. <laughs> you people are awful. Worst show ever. <laughs> Bobble Barty, don't take away my shickle on me. I'm an award winner. <laughs> we'll find out about that today, too. They are yeah, now meeting as we speak. I think they're going to. I think it's, I think it's my opinion. I think it's go time. Yeah, my gut feeling has been, Steve, they are going to say yes, leave it up to the districts, but I'm not sure if there's going to be PIAA championships for the fall. Just in talking to Bob Lombardi but in a previous interview that I've done before, he's, he mentioned that, that that may not be a possibility with uh, with a lot of big schools already out, such as Harrisburg and Redding, close to this area. Yeah. But that's fine. I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me if they have PIAA championships. Just play. Uh, you know, do it district by district. If a district feels uncomfortable and they're going to do 
uh, Zoom learning. Okay, fine. Remote learning. Okay, that's their choice. But if people that make the decision to go back, play. It's fine. Go play. I think that that's a big part is the ability just that I think people are just aching to see somebody play. And I think in the end that's what they want. They want want their children to have a chance. And hopefully it works out. That's why, for example, let's do it on the collegiate level. Nick Saban referring to uh, spring semester football would be like JV. Those were his words. My advice to Nick Saban would be simple. Why don't you get to your first game first? Then you can sit there and say, okay, then you can make your comments about it. All right? But don't make comments about something when you're five days into your training camp. Now, do I believe that in the end, the SEC's playing? Oh yeah, uh, they're. I think they're. I think they're play come heck or high water. But if I were them, I'd be careful about the comments I do make about it. Only because you still have a long way to go to get to September twenty sixth. As for the PIAA, yeah, it's a district by district. What are the numbers? What's your comfort level? What is you know? Uh, you know, how do you feel about all this? Okay, I understand that uh, completely. And that's to me, that's a big part of this. And I think they're I think they're gonna give their thumbs up to whomever's comfortable doing it to play. Yeah, have there been some that have decided not to do that? Uh, you mentioned Harrisburg? Yeah, I understand that. It's all comfort level. We should also find out today, too, Steve, about spectators at games. And I know Bob Lombardi said before, try to have two tickets per player, which essentially would allow closest family members to go, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whatever, for safety reasons. Well, no, because I talked to the suit about that. The suit was hoping they keep crowds down because he wants more listeners. (laughs) He has told me that, too. And he's not wrong, but... I, I just. I tried to tell him it's not about him. I tried to. I, I asked the chief about it, and, the, and of course, the chief was. You know, he's like, you know, I hope that as many fans out there can go as possible. It'd be great. Whatever they do, be great. I mentioned to the suit. He goes, I hope they keep them all out. I want them to listen. I also want to give him ratings books. And I want an award. It, it made it seem like, in the end, the whole thing was actually about him. 
<laughs> yeah, I just an impression I had. That's all. I know Mark's never had that impression of him. It's where you save your job market. Say absolutely true. <laughs> Just trying to help you guys out. Trying to navigate the tough times. <laughs> Donnie Collins, by the way, 335 today, King 406. And if we can get him there, and I know he'll make the effort to do it, Bob Lombardi at uh, 435. And again, it's going to have to be based on, hey, they're done. And him, he does a great job of finding the time for us which is really cool. Um, and we'll talk to him about this decision. Meanwhile, I was dropping four sports. I was dropping men's tennis, men's and women's swimming and diving, and men's gymnastics. They made that announcement today. This is not unexpected, but this is going to be intercollegiate athletics moving forward. You're going to see more and more athletic departments who have hit tough times financially looking at their programs and saying, I wonder if we can keep them. You know, all of them. Uh, Iowa, for example, was never going to drop, never going to drop wrestling. I will never do that. But I think anyone who harbored hope uh, in the last couple of years would have seen you know, when Penn State goes into the Jordan Center, it it's sold out. When Iowa's at Carver Hawkeye and they're wrestling at Penn State, maybe in Minnesota, but they'll get huge crowds. Penn State will sell out when they go into Carver Hawkeye. There's always been that hope and feeling in collegiate wrestling that they could expand and get more wrestling programs instead of what had been a paper cutting of, you know, a Boston University here, an Old Dominion there, where suddenly they're falling off the map. Now, I know there are a couple of smaller schools, like Tennessee Chattanooga, I think was one that was thinking about adding wrestling. Well, they're not going to do that now. They're not going to do that now. And I think that has to be a concern to high school wrestlers, and it has to be a concern to wrestling in general, nobody in the Big Ten's dropping it. And you don't expect Oklahoma or Oklahoma State or Iowa State to drop it. The problem wrestling's always had, and I've been very uh, pointed about this, is that what wrestling needed desperately was somebody like Texas or USC or Notre Dame, or Alabama, or Clemson, 
or LSU or Georgia, somebody that's perceived to be a blue blood in football, they needed one of those blue blood programs in football to look around and say, we'd like to go into wrestling too. And it never happened. Because what happens is that once you get comfortable financially with the size of your program, there is no desire or incentive on your part to expand it. None. Because whatever sport you expand into, you're automatically going to lose money. Well, now the table is flipped. Finances have stalled for everybody, even in the programs that are going to play, SEC, ACC, Big 12. The SEC says they're going to. We're going to have fans. Auburn, Georgia have already announced we're, we're going for fans. But they're going to do with what Penn State was going to do, 23,000. That means you're. That means you'll make money, but you're not going to make anywhere near the money that you thought you were going to make a year ago. So there's going to be no financial incentive, even on their part, to add a sport. Nobody's going to add sports. Nobody's going to add. Unfortunately, with what Iowa did today, that's going to be the unfortunate trend moving forward, and I feel badly. Uh, my late friend Lee Nalo was so proud of his daughter Anne this is going back 20 years Anne ended up being a swimmer for the University of Iowa so I know about the tradition of the program she was a part of it Lee was so proud that she was in that program and today that program has been taken off the boards by Iowa they probably looked around and said, we, we have no choice here. And there are going to be other choices that are made like that as well. And again, when you look at the dynamics of this, there was three men's sports and one woman's sport that was taken out. And when you're looking at your Title IX numbers, you have to be aware and conscious of that as you make those decisions. Well, unfortunately for the sport of wrestling, when it comes to Title IX numbers... Unfortunately, they're a cut because there's no comparable women's sport to it. So nobody's going to add, especially after this. I mean, it's rare when a sport is added. Penn State added men's and women's ice hockey. They had Pagula Ice Arena. So Penn State added men's and women's ice hockey. Who else has added a major sport over the last 10 years? Who's added a major sport in the last 20? Nobody. Now, if we can just get Major League Baseball to drop the Yankees. Your tag team partner is coming up at 4.06. That's right. For your second place team. And he'll be equally as equally unhappy as I am, I'm sure. 
You know, the funny part is the Red Sox are terrible. And I'm, I'm not even remotely upset. I'm like, yeah, they're bad. <laughs> That's because our demeanors are much different when it comes to our sports fandom. Because of what? Demeanor? Yes. You're much different yeah, my, than my, we are. My, my demeanor's changed over the last 20 years. You know? It really has. Now, part of you know, and to be honest with you, part of it too is I get to announce the teams I'm passionate about. I get to announce Penn State football. I get to announce Penn State basketball. Love doing baseball, so I love doing the State College Spikes, and we'll continue to. I just, I mean, that I just am so get so focused on that that when it comes to the. Pro stuff, I'm not as, you know, okay, fine, they win, they lose. Because I'm engaged on an everyday basis in something that I'm passionate about. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Give you the PIAA vote in a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. Oh, yeah. Going to be another warm weekend, so you want to cool down and have some snacks as well. They roast their peanuts fresh and every day. The pickle bar, light by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And they have six great flavors of slushies. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, great deals to be had, interest rates are great. Great time, actually, to buy a vehicle and a service department that backs it up for the life of that purchase. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. PIAA just wrapped up their session. PennLive.com reporting the vote was 25 to 5 in favor of starting those practices on Monday. So they want to move forward with fall sports, including football, here in the Commonwealth, courtesy of the PIAA. That's the vote. Hopefully we'll get Bob Lombardi here in an hour to talk about 
that vote as well. We put in a call to him, and we think we will get him, and we'll do that in an hour. First of all, let's get to Penn State, the Big Ten, and joining us, Donnie Collins, Scranton Times Tribune, who does an outstanding job always. Donnie, we hope you and yours are doing well. We're hanging in there, Steve. How are you doing? Doing okay. Thanks for asking. Uh, what was your impression? Let, let's we'll start with this. Uh, did you get an opportunity to read the open letter Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, wrote? And if you did, what were your thoughts? I did, and I mean, I, it's you know, it, I, I think that if he had just come out with some of these reasons last week, I think he could have avoided a lot of problems for himself. I don't know if he had those reasons last week, honestly. Um, the Pac-12, it, it's very similar, I, I think, to what the Pac-12 did and some of the other conferences. And basically, you know, I, I, my, my, my opinion on this is has always, you know, kind of been you really can't argue it. I, I wish they would have – I don't see the harm in, I guess, waiting and seeing and, and, and pushing the – you know any decisions late into you know as late as you possibly can. I don't see the benefit of postponing everything early because you don't know. You know you you you, 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 you eliminate a lot of factors. You eliminate the testing, but what schools are doing, uh, the the results, how healthy kids are, um, you know things like that. But um, you know I I think with with the uh, you know with the, with the letter it was kind of a, a face saving thing for for Warren, and and I think it you know maybe it'll get some people off his back, but. Um, yeah, it, 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 to me, it didn't. It, it, there was really nothing earth-shattering in it because it, it's all the reasons I figured they were going to cite. Right. Uh, Sandy Barber was able to have a Zoom conference with the media earlier in the week. You participated. What were your takes from that? Um, you know, I, it, it, Sandy's always always interesting because I, I think I, you know I think one one of the great things. I mean. And, not, there's very little great that's happened this year, honestly. But one of the things is, you know, I, we've gotten kind of to talk with Sandy on a more, you know, frequent basis. I guess frequent's not a maybe not the best word, but a more regular basis. Um, and, and, I, and I take her as somebody who, who gives you the honest, honest truth, what she thinks, you know, th- things like that. So agree. I mean, I, yeah. yeah I, so I, I think that you know, it's always interesting to, to hear like kind of the. The progression of, of of what she's thinking, and you know, I, I I was very interested to hear what she what she thought about spring football, um, because I, I didn't really believe that you know, the last couple of times we had spoken to her that it was really a, that she really thought it was a great option that it was a and and, and I and I don't think it is, but yeah, I, I think that you know eventually you, you start to understand where where people are thinking by what they're saying and. You know, you know. Last time we'd spoken to her in early August, you know, she she basically said, you know, we're not we're not even looking at at, at spring football right now. We're just kind of focused on the fall. And you know, in, in April she said it was. You know, it, it, there, there were some significant challenges to it. And now I think we're seeing that the challenges are are very real to a to a to a spring football season, a, a winter football season, what have you. So I was really interested to hear what she said about that. But you know, she's she's very upfront and honest about. But the financial impacts of this, about you know how they're going to have to try to fill in some of those those, those shortfalls financially, and you know, and, and I and I think you know with her standing on the oversight committee, I thought she was really upfront with that, yeah, how they were looking at maybe doing the hybrid model, what her what her views were on that, and you know, I I, I think I mean, the other thing is you know her her views and her her opinions are one thing, but you know, it, it, it's. 
it, it, it's good for business for other people to to see. You know, and and, and what I'm kind of referring to is she said basically she thought 14, 16 hours, you know, a week for for practices, player, you know, for basically a 14, 16 hour work week for for student athletes in the fall would be would be workable. And it comes out it's 12, and and James yesterday wasn't thrilled with that number in the least, and and you can see why. And you know, it's you know. It, it's good for business for other for other conferences. We're going to give this a shot to see to see fewer hours go to go to these schools who who aren't going to play. So, so I, I think Sandy kind of you know gave her honest opinion, but it, it, it led into a a whole other line of thinking once the twelve hours came out to me that you know hey this is this is something that you know, this, this this is just not maybe going to go all the way that they. They, they thought it would. You know, it, it, it's not going to be the best of a bad situation. It's going to be what they can get out of a bad situation. Which then brings us to James Franklin and his teleconference, which uh, or Zoom conference, which lasted nearly an hour. What were some of your takes from that as to how he dealt with question by question and his demeanor about it? That was as downtrodden as I've ever seen James. And you know, and, and I wrote about it kind of. But I, I said, you know, um, I think I think the most I, 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 you you would he, he's a very positive person. Yes, he is. He, he just he just he's maybe the most positive person I've ever met yep. in athletics. Same here. But yeah, and, and, and he you know he kind of um, I, I think you would you you would guess you know has he ever said anything you would consider negative about about anything in the, in the first six seven years you know six seven seasons you've you've covered him I would say probably the. You know, the, we're not at the elite level that Ohio State is. Comment after it was 18 or 17 or whatever year that was, um, and that and then that was and that even had a, like a tinge of positivism. Like we're going to get to that point. Yeah, we're just not there right at this second. But, but you know, he, he yesterday. I, I mean, that was. I, I think that's what struck me most was his was his tone. Like, look, we we did what we could. Um, we, we we put measures in place to make this work. We followed them. We're getting very, very good results back from testing. Um, we tried our best, and not that it wasn't good enough. The numbers were great, but you know, they—it's they, it, kind of like they, they reneged on the promise to, to, to look at this as a, you know, to, to give this a shot. And I, I think he—I think all he wanted was a chance, you know. And, and and part of it is, and he mentioned this: they have a good team. He thought that he thought they were going to be really good. And you know they, they they wanted to be out there. They wanted to give this a shot. And and they don't they don't think it, at least from a Penn State perspective they didn't think that that the numbers of the the, the the virus had spread at all. You know that he said that, he said that the last round had zero on the football team. So you know I, I think I, I I think he's frustrated. I think he's very frustrated. And I, just like a lot of people are. And and, and you know he. He he just you know, he he did not paint an easy picture of what this could look like in the spring when when you when you factor in what's what's recruiting going to look like what what are the rosters going to look like how, how is you know who's going to play and who's not you know, is the NFL going to work with, with with conferences who who decide not to to play in the fall so there's just there's just a lot of questions and I, and I think I was probably naive enough I, I don't want to say I, I thought about this. Exclusively, but you know, I, I was probably naive enough to think, ah, they can move the they can move the season to spring. People will watch it then. It's an you know, Penn State football is an institution. You know, many, most of the most of the teams in the in the conference are institutions. You know, within their communities, people will watch them play. They'll, they'll make money. It, it'll be all right. But it, it's it's way more than that. And James 
he's really pointed out a lot of things that I think the average fan doesn't doesn't consider when they you know when when they look at the you know, the entertainment side of it. There's a whole business side of it that's really going to be affected for a long time here. Which then brings uh, in the forward looking, forward thinking, and forward looking part of this uh, spring to fall. I'll give you at least my opinion up front. I think it's important that whatever you do in the spring semester, it doesn't affect the idea of a full 12 game fall 2021. That's how I look at it. So I think that the balance has to be tilted toward uh, fall 2021. Which means less on on the spring semesters part. How do you do you uh, under, go with that, or do you have a different opinion? No, absolutely. I I I, I think, and, and James mentioned this a couple times. So it's one of those. You know, he'll tell you the truth if you listen. Yep. If you listen for it, he'll he'll tell you exactly what you need to know. Um, and and he he mentioned a couple times what we what we need to do is not mess with twenty twenty one. Fall twenty twenty one has to start. You got to get the full season, and you got to get back to normal as soon as he came. And I you know, I I, I love the the ingenuity of, of Jeff Brom, but a season that starts in March isn't gonna work. Uh no in February, even in late February. It's just not it's not gonna happen. And I don't like the and again, I admire the thought and there was a lot of thought put into that. So okay. Yeah. Now at that point we're allowed to debate the merits of it. And I don't like the eight to ten balance. It, it's to me you got to have twelve on the, on the end. How do you get how do you get to some balance that lets you play a full twelve in in the fall? You, you don't. That's I, mean, I, I think that's the and, and and they're giving me hours and well here here's the amount of hours you're gonna have pads on or whatever. Here's the thing though, a football game is different than a football practice. It it, it just it, it just is, and, and it, from a physical standpoint, from a a mental standpoint, wear and tear, it's, it's, it's different. And you, you're looking at playing in that plan, what, 20-some 20, 20 games in a calendar year. It's not, it's, it's not feasible. I, I think what they're going to have to do, and I think what James was kind of getting at without saying, hey, this is the date we have to start, start as early as you can in January, finish by the end of March, and then you know, and, and then it, then it creates a whole other set of questions, which I would have loved to have had the chance to ask him about. You know, you, you've now lost two spring practices. What does that do to you from a development standpoint, from you know, with your younger players, things like that? But there, there's a million, there's a, a myriad of questions here with, with, with spring football. But but I think the biggest one, and and and, and it really settles all the big ones. In is, is when do you start? How how quickly could you get out there? Which is a great, you know, it's great to say, hey, let's start as quickly as we can. But then you have the, the question of, will the virus be calmed down enough again for the conference to stomach it? Sure. Which then brings me to the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, the American, and the Sun Belt. They are still in go mode. Uh, now, obviously, so is the NFL, but the NFL is slightly different. But still, they're both they're all playing football. How much confidence can the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and others, Mountain West, Mid American, uh, uh, what kind of confidence can they derive from the SEC, the success or failure from the SEC, the ACC, and so forth? Um, I I, I I don't know. I, I, I ultimately I it just this is just my opinion. It's just my gut feeling on this. Ultimately, I, I think 
it'll turn out that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten walked into a right decision. Uh, you're seeing it at schools that are they're trying to play football right now. The numbers are going up. They have spikes on campus. You know, once once students get back, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, that, and I, and I think that's a big reason, honestly, that this was that this decision was come to. I mean, a lot of these schools are letting students back, which hey, they're schools. They should <laughs> consider a way to get students back on campus. Sure, but. That's that's going that's going to spread the virus worse than any sport is. It just it, it's just a fact. Um, so, you know, you, you you don't know what the numbers are going to be once this happens. But here here's my one fear, and, and I and fear is my probably not the word, but here's the one thing I'm really going to look at, and and, and it's you know it says something about you know I, I covered baseball for a long time, and somebody I know who's who's in the game, I, I asked him, I said. I said, what's going to happen if you have an outbreak on a team? And this was before baseball season started. Sure. I said, what's going to happen if you what's going to happen if you have a team that gets a a million cases or whatever? And he said, I think they're going to try to play through it. And, and I wonder if the SEC or the Big Twelve will just try to play through it. You know, try to you know erase a game here or there, reschedule for later in the year, um, and and just try to see if they could do what Major League Baseball did end up doing with the Marlins and the, and the Cardinals. And, and just try to keep, just try to weather the storm for a little bit. Um, I don't know if you could do it if you're if you're looking at transmitting from one team to another, but I think if you have one team that's you know has a, a dozen cases or so, I wonder if these conferences will try to will, will, will try to play through that. And I don't know that they will. I've heard that. I've heard people. I, I know people who you know cover teams down there that don't think that would happen. But I, I wonder if it's if it's good enough for business because, look, I mean, we're in a position now. The, the reality of this is, and I hate to put it this way because it's it's so pessimistic, <laughs> but it's the way of the world. It, it's it's there's a lot of advantages at this point for the SEC and the Big Twelve yep. to play football mm-hmm. while the Pac-12 and the Big Ten sit it out. Yep. No it doubt. Just is. Yep, they're just that's absolutely right. I have to ask you, how's the Yankee uh, group in uh, Scranton, Wilkesbury? How are they doing? We always hear about how Major League Baseball's <laughs> testing. Major League Baseball, I think, did what twelve thousand tests last week, only had four positives they, total. How's, did, how's, yeah. it, how's it going in Scranton, Wilkesbury? Because obviously they're getting tested too, and we never hear about these groups. Yeah, from what we've heard, there's been zero and. You know that we are. You know, for anybody out there who doesn't know, we are the alternate site. Yes. Here. Yeah. So, um, it's I. You know, I would love to get an alternate site T-shirt or something like that. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we've had we've had people come in from like Aroldis Chapman when he was working his way back was was pitching here. I think Andujar uh, is coming back here. We've you know we had Clint Frazier here for a for a while. So so you know these these are guys who are, obviously the Yankees are having some of the same injury problems they've had. In the right. past, so sure. so you know, there's, there's, it's been it's been quite a shuttle from from here to there and there to here. So there there is a lot of a lot of transfer. It's hard. To, it's it's not quite a bubble, but you know they're all kind of staying in the same hotel and it's real close to the stadium. And they're, they're I, they are expected to go to the go to the stadium to work, go to the hotel, and then stay there until the next day. So so they're they're not really in the public eye right now. They're very much, but um. They're trying. They're, they're trying their best to kind of make a bubble situation out of what really isn't a, a bubble. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, as far as testing goes, we haven't we haven't heard anything. And, you know, and there's you know the numbers in this county are are down. So they're not. If they're testing. I'm sure they're going to New York to 
to get the test. But if they're testing positive, I'm sure they're getting them out of here. But yeah. but we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, there's Lehigh Valley and Altoona, two other spots. And oh, yeah. We've heard nothing about any of them. So obviously it must be going along pretty yeah. well. Yeah, I, I think that... That's another they are another reason I was shocked the Big Ten made the decision. I think baseball's done okay. Yes, the, outside of the Marlins and, and and the Cardinals, where where I think you had some and, and the Indians, where, where you had a couple of players leave. I, I think that's basically what's going to come out of that, where where they left kind of the the, the enclosure or whatever, and, and 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 went out on their own and and, yeah. and spread the virus around in, in the clubhouse. I, I think Major League Baseball's done done pretty well and the testing i you know yeah. just from what i'm reading the testing in the big 10 was going to be that aggressive so yeah. so I, I just i don't know not that not that they could have played but i don't think we needed to be here for a week in the middle of august talking about not playing donnie always a pleasure appreciate your perspective very much thanks steve anytime Donnie Collins, Scranton Times Tribune. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage.